All right, welcome back to the Right Life Podcast, guys. You got Boomer and McQueen here and the Williams family, and I sure y'all have heard the part one of these two-part series with them, and their story is absolutely incredible. Incredible, yeah. And if you haven't heard it, make sure you go back and listen before you even listen to this yes. one, because what they've gone through, what they've walked through from living through a tornado and how that has changed and was the best thing for their life. I mean, rugby. it's mind blow. Oh, sorry. Rugby. Can't forget how the rugby. Forget? <laughs> mind blowing. Like I'm just, I'm just in shock over here and tearing up and everything yes. at the same time. So, well, we're excited to be here again. Aww. Yes. Well, well thank y'all we again it. so much. And for just being willing to share your story sure. um, yeah. with us yeah. and whoever may be listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So now you guys have, you know, since lives being totally changed and impacted by this tornado, going, switching gears, you know, leaving the rugby world, Mm -hmm. um, you're both in ministry and doing it pretty much full time. So tell us a little bit about just kind of what that entails. So David, you oversee elementary for all the campuses at Highlands. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. And then Amanda, you are over preschool, preschool, kindergarten, all that in the, in the Gadsden campus. That's right. Okay. So yeah, I would just love to hear like kind of what that entails and what it looks like for your family. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it was, you know, my first role, I came on as the director at the Gadsden campus, and I did that for about a year, um, not long after. The, when I graduated Highlands College, I came on to that role. And around the same time, Amanda came on as the nursery preschool coordinator. I guess I hired you. I don't know. <laughs> that was a nice hire. Yeah, that was a good hire. <laughs> she, she, she was pretty good. Was pretty probably qualified. one of my better hires. You know? <laughs> um, but uh, And then about a, a year into that, I was asked to come on to what's called our central team yeah. that's based out of Birmingham, so we oversee everything. So mm. my role now is pretty unique. Um I've got my hands in a lot of different things. So I oversee the elementary teams at all the campuses um, and the leaders, mostly the leadership of those teams. And then I also um, participate a lot in the creation of the service. So what's going to happen each Sunday, a lot of the content creation. Um, and then I've got a couple little side things that kind of just come with the territory. So Church of the Highlands is um, one of the things that is probably I'm the most proud of our church about is how much we um, love just the local church and how much we support other churches, mm-hmm. um, you know, really all over the world. And so at the central level of whatever department you may be in, when other churches reach out for just help or guidance or resources, they pretty much get sent to the central departments of those um, uh, just for whatever resources they're looking for. And I get to do a lot of that. So I spend oh, a lot cool. of time oh, talking to really other churches. Cool. Almost weekly, I'm on a Zoom call with, you know, some church from somewhere in the country just you know, talking kids church. Uh, so I get to do that a lot. Oh, that's so yeah. rewarding. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yep. I knew that like the Highlands really had that bit, you know, big impact, but I didn't quite mm-hmm. know to the extent or that's like a weekly sort of occurrence helping other yes, churches. Yes. Huh. I, I would say at least, I mean, I've got three scheduled for next week, but, wow. but I've got at least one a week right. where, you know, um, just, you know, and just, and what, mo- are you, and what are you walking them through? Well, yeah. Like- um, so, so the sky's the limit. A lot of it is just has to do with where they are in their journey. So all different size churches. So some churches that are, you know, maybe single location and they're just wanting to know, you know, about, you know, how we create content or just different systems that we have or things like that. And then we've got churches that reach out that are, you know, multi-site, they're growing and they're wanting to, you know, see, you know, how we have navigated things as we have grown, you know, because I mean, one thing that Highlands has is 
we can look back on a time where we were, you know, a hundred people in one portable location. And then now we're 24 locations with thousands of members. And so along that journey, we've, you know, jumped a lot of hurdles. And honestly, it's the heart of Pastor Chris that if we can help another church mm-hmm. walk around a hurdle that we mm-hmm. had to leap, mm-hmm. then, you know, I mean, we've been blessed by God. And it's, it's you know, honestly, um, it's for us to right. to share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? How encouraging that is for other people that are about to walk through the same thing as our church has, or even the individuals in the church that you get to encourage yeah. um, just from these conversations that they may be just going through a hard spot just just yeah. in the church, you sure. know, and you get to encourage them those yeah. ways. How, that's just amazing. Well, and one of the things that's really fun, a lot of times where they come away the most encouraged, you know, they'll, they get resourced and, you know, given advice and, you know, things that they can use and um, hear stories. But the things that a lot of times encourages them the most is when they realize that, some of the things that are challenges for them are challenges for us, oh, you know, right. yes. and they just realize that we're all doing the same thing, <laughs> yep. you know, Might be a different scale, and so but... when they reach out to Church of the Highlands, they think, okay, well, I'm about to talk to somebody who they've just got it all figured out. And then they realize, well, they're actually just figuring it out, right. we, you know, and we're all just in this together. Oh, right. that's, that's really cool right. to hear you so, say, yeah. because right. that's kind of what we base this podcast around mm-hmm. is just saying, hey, we're all living life together. Right. We're all going through the same things. Mm-hmm. Just because people show their highlight reels does not mean right. they're sure. going through the stuff that Absolutely. you're going through and that's Absolutely. what we talk about is just yeah. we we have messy lives just like anybody right. else and right. we have experiences that people have gone through mm-hmm. and so i mean that's that's really cool to hear yeah. you say yeah. that and that's really yeah. what we strive for is just like that authenticity mm-hmm. and just sure. be real because mm-hmm. like you said there's everyone shows the highlight reel mm-hmm. right right we do too on instagram yeah. oftentimes <laughs> yeah. but it's yeah. our lives are a mess right. i know so, there's some yeah. of the times that i'm like hey let's put that one on with the poop all over yeah. and stuff she's like no we can't do that <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about real life <laughs> oh man uh what are some uh, going back to like some of that what are some challenges that y'all face um, in ministry with the culture today, Especially I know there's so many kids. different things that yeah, are going there's through. Definitely a lot. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. I think okay. we're all thinking yeah. of lots of things going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, I think when it comes to culture, um, you know, there's a couple challenges that this generation is facing. That as people in children's ministry, it's for us to you know identify and face the challenge. One of them in particular is just um, you know. I, how these kids are hearing things that are contradictory to the truth mm-hmm. all, all the, time, the time, all the time, everywhere they are, you know, yeah. in school, you know, maybe even at home, maybe at home, you know. So, I mean, if, if some of these kids that maybe aren't being led spiritually at home and then they're also going to school, when we get them, we're only getting them for one hour a week and it mm. might be the only hour of that child's maybe week. Maybe not even every Sunday, maybe right. once a month. Well, or... well, the data shows that, that your typical family's coming once to twice a month. So, you know, if that's the case, then here we are. We're getting some of these kids maybe for 12 hours a year. Mm-hmm. And it might be the only time they're hearing the truth, you know? And so, you know, I mean, I think we're dealing with a generation, specifically in elementary, um, that that is maybe, you know, the most skeptical of any generation before them at, the, at that age, right. Right. just because of what they're being fed all the time. So, you know, that's a challenge um, that we face a lot where they're coming in with a, with a narrative and here we are, 
you know, telling them the truth. Yeah. And it's not, they're not always as easily receptive to it because of the narrative that they've, that's been planted in their minds already. Well, and with the comparison of how much they're hearing the lies versus sure. that, sure. Right, you said 12 right. hours a year. Right. Yep. Well, and, and yeah. eventually the lies become their truth. Right. And our truth, which is the truth becomes a lie to them. Mm-hmm. So it's so mm-hmm. contradicting to them. Yeah, yeah. So out of balance. Mm-hmm. So it's a challenge, but, um, but you know, it's an honor and, yeah. Um, you know, it's a privilege to get to, you know, again, maybe be the only person that's telling a child the truth, right. mm-hmm. you know, and showing them what real love is. Right. And, you know, I, at, at Highlands are, you know, we've got a few, um, just things that we want every child to come into our environment and leave knowing. And, you know, one of them is that they want, we want them to leave knowing that they were known, mm-hmm. that they were loved, you know, and then did they hear the truth, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we try to do, and that's what we try to train our teams to do. And yeah, and we're doing that even in nursery preschool. Like with our clubhouse kids, we are imitating what they're going to do in elementary when they move up. Mm-hmm. Even in the three-year-old rooms, we're putting them in small groups. We're talking about things with oh. them and not just – it's not like just child care, you know. And even with our babies, we are speaking truth over them while we're di- changing their diapers and praying over them. And it makes a big impact. You know, they're hearing more than what we think, especially in my role as the, like in our nursery, our two-year-olds, and they're thinking, oh, they're not hearing anything. They're yeah, they running around, but they are. And even sponges. if you just keep saying it, they're, oh, they are and they're sponges. sponges. That's right. And then yeah. they'll blow your mind when all of a sudden they start singing the songs that they're hearing, you know, and that can now be what's what's feeding in their heads all the time is, is truth. <sighs> Man. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, just being able to speak truth over them versus, I mean, even just what you turn on TV. I mean, we'll be watching mm-hmm. something as a family right. on a yeah. family channel, and right. we'll flip through the commercial, or a commercial will come on, and I'm like, off. Yep. We can't, yep. none of us can yep. watch that. Yep. And it's yep. like a family show. Right. I'm watching a cooking show, and it comes on. It's yep. just nuts. It's yep. so sad. Yeah, it sure really is. So yep. you guys have four young ones. We've talked a little we bit do. about kind of, mo- I guess, most of them. So <laughs> what would... Because you guys are just expert parents. Yes. Oh, I would not say that. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, yeah. we, we all. Look so all four highly. of our kids are still alive. You know? <laughs> so that means so. you're doing great. Yeah. You're doing great. You keep them, keep so, them in. Yeah. You know where they are. That's yeah. right. So what would be some just parenting advice you would have to just, you know, anyone with kids, whether they're young kids, kind of the elementary yeah. age, and just from what you, you know, work with. Right. Sure. Um, well, yeah. our kids are young. You know, we've got eight, five, three, and one. Mm-hmm. So those are their ages. And they, they are like sponges, like we were talking talking about and you know we think it's really important to speak the truth over them the way that we are being taught you know and and we know we see how that that is impactful in in all those kids lives so for us it's battling those lies that that they may be being fed somewhere else or even just when we're parenting them maybe when we're disciplining them or when we're trying to be redirecting them or correcting them or anything like that is just speaking things that are positive and that are truths to them so instead of you know you are a bad kid you're choosing to do something that is bad right now but you are not a bad kid that's not who you are that's not who God says you are mm-hmm. and just kind of flipping the script and the narrative yeah. of what um, the world would say that they are and who they are and and trying to speak just truth over them all the time I think that's so powerful speaking yeah. truth yeah. over your children honestly no. we have seen it come around full circle we one of our children we were struggling with a little bit and um, um, constantly kind of battling back and forth with with this one and continued to just push, push, push the truth to him. And he's now kind of just 
it's turned it's pretty crazy. He's like a completely new person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like but, turning into who you were praying yeah. over yes. him. Yeah. And speaking. Speaking, speaking over him. Who yeah. he really is. So that he doesn't fall into the narrative of, of the choices that he was making. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's yeah. hard wow. for parents to remember to speak the Especially truth. Especially in the moment. Yeah. So, in yes, the moment, you're so frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's something I have to work on personally. Yeah. I mean, and I think we all have to work on it. It doesn't mean that I'm not doing it right every time. But one thing that I definitely do often, I think it's a game changer for them, is I will tell them when I'm wrong. So if I get really upset or just maybe elevate that's more good. than I should, mm. um, or maybe I do say, that's bad, you're being bad. I will immediately stop and say, I am so sorry. That is not right. Mommy is is wrong sometimes too. And right now I need to apologize to you. And then even we'll take another step further if it's warranted. And I will pray out loud. Like mommy's going to pray to Jesus. I have an authority is Jesus. So you have, I am your authority, but I also have authority. So I, wow. I speak to someone too, you know, like I, I, mm. yeah. you know. That's so cool, Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, I think that another thing that I would just say to parents of this generation, and I don't know this is advice so much as it is just um, a warning, because I'm trying to figure it out myself. Right. But, you know, we are pioneering a generation where our kids have access to lim- unlimited knowledge. Oh, yeah. And we're the first generation to really face that, you know. So I think something that's really important that I am trying to do and, and again, it's just we're in the early stages of it with our oldest being a second grader. Um, but you've got to tell them the, the full truth. Yeah. So when they start inquiring about things, even hard things, you've got to be willing to have hard conversations. And maybe our parents were able to dodge things that maybe if they thought, okay, well, that's not an age-appropriate thing. Yeah, they're not ready to hear and they it could, yet. they could sugarcoat it or, or just say, you're not ready to know that. And we didn't have a choice. Yeah, like, was, they were it. our only access to knowledge. Right. It's, it's interesting you said that because just like a couple of weeks ago in our small group, we talked about that. We talked about how there's so much information out there that they're mm-hmm. growing up in mm-hmm. that they have – like you said, unlimited access to. At second grade, they're finding things out that, like, they should not know until high school. So they used to be sixth grade. Right. Right. As parents, we have to now be ready to address it it and Mm -hmm. tell them the truth Mm -hmm. and speak truth into them and show them, this is the truth, guys. This is not. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the the fact of the matter is, I mean, unlimited knowledge is great, age appropriate, mm-hmm. right? And so we're trying to navigate that, yeah. you know. And, well, and, and we just don't want them to have a question about something, and then feel like they're not receiving the answer, and then go seek it out themselves. Because I mean, even our phones, like my second grader, she can type the things in the phone. She can read. She can write. So mm-hmm. she can go in there and find out what she wants. Let's say while we're not with our phone, right? Mm-hmm. Or at school with somebody who do, who does have a phone. Mm-hmm. So we don't want her to not believe us and, and catch us not telling the, the truth. And for one minute, mm-hmm. if she catches that, she's not going to believe us or come mm-hmm. to us anymore. Or come to us. And you yeah. know, and that's the thing. Like you've got to create an environment that's safe right? where they know they're going to get the truth, where they're allowed to ask anything that they want to ask. Right. If they have a question, they have a question. It doesn't matter what the question right. is right. or if it's an age-appropriate question, it's not going to go away in their right. mind. Right. So you got to create an environment that's safe for them 
them to be willing to ask and want to know mm-hmm. what you say because it's it's not about because the thing about it is the choice that you're making is no longer am I going to allow my child to learn about this thing because because we learn. can't stop mm-hmm. that you now. Can't stop it. So it's am I going to let my child learn this thing in my presence so that I can walk them through it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, like I'll give you, you an, I'll give mm-hmm. you an example. Um, just recently, um, we have someone that we love that that my children love that is walking through a divorce, and so for our daughter who's you know seven years old. Um, she started to ask about, you know, I mean, here she is. She's saying things like, well, I thought divorce was forever. You know, tell me about that. And here I was, I had, you know, an opportunity to talk about a hard thing, you know, and explain to her. And I mean, she had follow-up questions like, well, well, can mommies and daddies get divorced? And I mean, she was scared, Yeah. you know? And, but what it did was I, I spoke to her. I told her the whole truth about it. But I was able to also include that why divorce exists. It's because it's because of we live in a fallen world, and you know, in an age appropriate way, I got to explain the the the, the you know how sin has come into our lives, mm-hmm. and you know, and then I got to also explain how having Jesus in the center of your marriage is what will your, protect you. It mm-hmm. will protect, you know, your covenant that you have. And, you know, um, so I got to instill confidence in her. And and then also teach her, you know, even at a young age, I don't even want to think about my daughter growing up and getting married, but I'm already <laughs> teaching her this is what we're going to be looking for. Right. When that day comes, we're going to look for a, a godly man and we're going to have a marriage with Jesus in the center of it. And, you know, so again, sh- here's this hard topic of a seven-year-old who's, you know, the thing about it is she's going to experience divorce. She's got friends mm-hmm. that probably... Well, and she's already, she has friends that her, her parent, their parents have sure. divorced. And I mean, we have divorced parents. And so she's, you know, brought questions up like, well, you know, why do you have this one and that one? You know, who are, just, just kind of trying to navigate that yeah. for her, that, that they're all there for us, but, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like what her life looks like with one mom and one dad. Um, and, and that's just an example of, of, all the different things that might swim in their head and then they mm-hmm. want to figure it out and mm-hmm. just being open and honest with them about whatever it is they've got. Well, and if table. she learned about that same topic outside my presence and didn't get the the truth side of it, you know, and what the word says and the confidence, then she would probably currently be really terrified mm-hmm. about the right. uh, about the potential of her mommy and daddy getting a divorce. Yeah, you're right. You know, because the most important people in her life right now are her mommy mm-hmm, and daddy. Mm-hmm. And that can happen to those, someone else's mommy and daddy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it, it, your words of wisdom go such a long way with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm. yeah. That's really cool. That's um, that just kind of like turned on our radar. So I'll be looking yeah. ahead a little bit. To like, yeah. Yeah. The other day at, at uh, breakfast, Pax asked me, um, what's TikTok? And um, I was just like, <laughs> How do you know that? So, You're so, five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Evie will take a, I said TikTok toe. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Where's gonna go with that? Evie right? will take a picture of me. Like, are you gonna put that on Instagram? I'm like, oh, oh man, yeah. how much am I putting my phone in my hand though? That you know what Instagram yes. is, you know. So that's yeah. kind of a right. knife oh, to yeah. my heart too. Oh, yeah, I get those <laughs> a lot. And this has been absolutely incredible to hear y'all story. So, uh, when we leave our podcast, we like to leave them with a verse, encouraging word, motto, anything like that. Do y'all have something for your family or in? individually that y'all would like to share a life verse or something yeah something so i do have um i have an individual verse um and i'm you go with that That, that's been 
that's great for one, us. That's yeah. one I know which one with. you're going with. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> when I um when I first started, you know, backing up to the story and I hear I'm at Highlands College and like I said when I told you that I didn't know what I was doing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean I was, you know, a Catholic kid who didn't know <laughs> you know, anything and um, you know, I'd be on stage and Highlands kids saying a prayer and I sounded like I was leaving God a voicemail, <laughs> you know. I, I literally one time said, Thank you very much, Amen. You know and it just you know, I mean, I was just figuring it out, man. It was just um so the so worst. and then also I had lived far from God right. for a long time. So about halfway through Highlands College I started the the enemy came after me and was like, You man, you know, I don't know, man. I don't think you can do this. Too many people know you, too many people know, you know past. Just your past and mistakes you made. You know, you're disqualified. You know, and and God brought me to a verse. It's in First Timothy chapter one, fifteen and sixteen, and it says um, for for Jesus came to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. And for that very reason, God showed me mercy, the worst of sinners, that through me he would show his immense patience for those who would choose him. And and there's just three words that stand out to me in that verse, and it's for that very reason. And, it's, and for what very reason? Paul's saying the reason God showed me mercy, the reason God put me in this position was because I was the mm-hmm. worst of sinners. You know, and Paul was able to do what he did and make the influence that he made because of his past. Because of his mm-hmm. past. And so it just put me back on track. And it's yeah. always kept me on track ever since that, like, when I ever think back to mistakes that I made, they're not, to me, God didn't want me to make those mistakes, but now they're there and They're, as, they're assets tools. to right. my ministry Absolutely. now, you know. And so for that very reason, I'm, I'm here today, you know. And cool. so that verse just wow. has always kept me. Just grounded in in my ministry and what I'm doing and what we're doing, um, so. Oh, that's so good. It is. It's so, so true. Good. That's what allows you to reach that many more people when right. you you know you you've been there and you have yeah. those experiences. Well, if you and have, God uses if them. If you have good. no experiences, then the person that has had the experiences isn't going to want to hear anything they don't trust that you. Have to you. Say. Yeah. yeah, they're like you don't know. Well, you it's you, you know you the, it puts them in a position where it's like, well, hey man, this all sounds great for you, mm-hmm. but for me that doesn't work yeah. mm-hmm. because right. you know I'm so far gone. That's I just right. yeah, I just we're not the same. You know. Um, and I mean, if you went to uh, the uh, the hospital and tried to encourage someone who was battling cancer, but you had never experienced that before, I'm sure you could encourage them, you know, but not in the same way that someone who had defeated cancer mm-hmm. and knows what you feel and knows what you're doing, that they might not even be near the communicator you are, but they'd have a bigger impact. Right. For sure. Right. You know, right. and that's just, that's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so way cool. Way it goes. Way it goes. Yep. Y'all, this is so awesome. Well, it's like it's an honor. Well, it's an honor having y'all here, but Absolutely. also having you lead. You know the the elementary kids for all the campuses and having you in charge of nursery and preschool with yes. our kids are in there. Yes. And that's just yeah. it's an honor and privilege babies. to have y'all doing yes. that. So. Well, oh. thank you for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Yeah. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. I just am so excited for everyone to hear this because, yeah, this has truly been a pleasure. And we thank you guys so much. And, yeah, yeah we're going to have to get you back here again sometime because I know you're going to have more yeah. stories for us. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But thanks, y'all, so much for tuning in to The Right Life. Uh, we love y'all. Thanks so much for your support. And catch us next time. Go on, check out our Instagram, The Right Life Podcast. We're posting stuff all the time. And I think we have some swag going out here soon, too. I so. believe we do. Yeah. All right, y'all. Have a great day. Be blessed. See ya. See you soon. Boomer out. And McQueen.